So I just want to know, how do you spend the most precious commodity or precious thing that we have here on earth? How do you make sure that you're using it wisely? You're not wasting it away. You're not giving it to people who do not deserve it. Or even um, you're not giving your even mental capacity to things and situation that does not benefit you and your walk with Christ and also the mission that God has placed you on. And what I'm talking about is time. Time is so precious. Time is one of those things that as you get older, you truly begin to understand the importance of time. And a lot of times we have placed so much emphasis on, uh, particularly here in this country, America. I do not know how it is in other countries, so I do not want to make a blanket statement about other countries and cultures. But one of the American uh, culture and mindset is really to grind and to go ahead and get that bag, get that money, get what you need to do. Go, 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 go. But what about time? Like... There's only so much you have in the day. There's only so much you have that you can truly spend wisely because you need to sleep. You need to rest. You can't go, go, go 24 hours, seven days a week. Even God himself had to rest. Even God himself said, everything is good. That is enough. So I just want to talk about how are you spending your time and how should we spend time with our loved ones and with ourselves, but most of all with Christ as believers. Let's talk. Welcome back, everyone. I am so glad that you are here. This is Jennifer Jefferson. This is who I am. And this is Conquering Me Podcast. I am so glad that you are here. If this is your first time, welcome. And for those who have listened once before or multiple times before, thank you once again. I do want to announce that I'm so excited that we finally have our Facebook page up. Please check out Conquering Me Facebook page. Um, It is open. It is new. So we're still putting a lot of uh, content on there, but there is content. There will definitely be clips of the podcast. I will have some inspirational things on there, have clips from other amazing creators. And I want this to be a... um, I don't want to say a group, but I want it to be like a platform where we just can encourage each each other to follow God. And I want us to really, really, really give each other good tips for resources. I do not want this to become a debate uh, platform where we are debating the word of God. I don't. Here's the thing. I do not debate the word of God. I do not go back and forth regarding the word of God. I will ask questions out of pure sincerity to gain understanding. I will ask questions um, to make sure that I'm clear on what that person has said. And if there's something that is biblically incorrect, that they are saying my, my goal and hopefully all of our goal in our job is to lovingly lovingly with grace hallelujah and scriptural truth and evidence to steer our brother and sister back to the truth which is the word of god 
I am so disheartened every time I go to a Christian platform. You will see too many Christians. I'm talking about go at it. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Are we, are, is like real talk. Is Jesus pleased with this? Is Jesus like really pleased? Like how is this giving God the glory? I'm not talking about, hey, telling someone, hey, this isn't right. That's scripturally not true. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about like the nasty debates that we have seen online or in person, whatever it is. So for me, I don't want conquering me to be that. I want conquer me to be a place where we are literally inspiring one another to live in the fullness of God. How do I represent God to the best? Um, so that is already out. We are working on the website. It is almost done. We have some kinks, but it is almost done. Um, but in that we're just, my goal is to have resources. And once again, I believe that resources, let it be additional study tools, uh, let it be journals, whatever it is, all of these things help us with our walk with God. Because God has anointed so many people here on this earth that we do not know of and people that we do know of who God has given a specific word that may help you in the season that you are in and the time that you and the time that you are living in. Right. So I don't want us to close off ourselves and our blessing because maybe somebody doesn't look the way that we like them to look or maybe their style isn't how we like or what we are comfortable with. My main thing is if they are preaching and teaching the word of God and the truth and also with the compassion and the love of Jesus Christ and the spirit and the heart of him. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's go down. You know what I mean? I don't want to be no political stuff. I don't want I don't want none of that stuff. I want it to be about God. So I just want to let you guys know what we are doing. Please like subscribe to the podcast, download the podcast as well as uh, the Facebook page. Go follow once again, conquer me Facebook page. So, and then we'll do YouTube and all that type of stuff, but I'll announce all that stuff as it rolls out. But one of the things that I want to talk about today is our time. How are we spending our time? Let me tell you, it is so easy for us, me included, to get caught up in this dumb thing that we carry on us all the time, these phones. I'm talking about just wasting time wasting time on somebody else's account, somebody else's platform, Googling something that I never will use, implement, nothing. But I just want to know. Just want to be nosy. Somebody said, well, what is this? I'm like, mm, let's Google it. All of these things. And I realized as I was doing some things with my youngest today, I was thinking, I said, Lord, what a blessing that you have begun to shift my mind regarding time and beginning to understand how precious time is. That is something that we cannot reverse here on earth as humans. We can't go back in time. We can't go back now. The Bible does talk about restoring the locusts and restoring certain things. So you may be able to, and there's a scripture, I wish I, I'm so sorry for not looking this up. There's a scripture that talks about the days of your youth. There is a way to where, yes, you can relive and you may feel like you are young again, or the Lord may give you, um, lift the burden of what you are going through to where you feel like, oh my gosh, 
I feel like I'm back in time. But even though that you may not be physically back in time, we know that once that day is gone, that day is gone. June uh, uh, 1st, 1999 will never come back. It will never come back. There's a lot of people. It doesn't matter if we try to recreate that day in our mind. There's no way that we can have that back. So time, the 24-hour cycle that God has blessed us with, we have to use it wisely and we have to use it for his glory. And one of the reasons, because I'm like, God, because when I was thinking about, um, I always prepare for the podcast and I pray and I'm seeking God on like, Lord, what do you want me to discuss for the podcast? What are the things that you want me to, to say out there? And what scriptural references do you want me to um, read? Because at the end of the day, I don't care how much people may say, oh, Jen, you're wise. Oh, I just love what you talk about. Child, I am nothing without God. I don't have God's wisdom. I don't have uh, who all of who he is, his power, his anointing. Yes, I, I do have some. Let me make that clear. Because as believers, as Christians, we do have power. and we. But God has all power, right? We need to put everything in the correct place. So God has all power. We have some of God's wisdom and some of his knowledge, but not all of his wisdom and not all of his knowledge, right? The Bible talks about um, that we prophesy in part and we know in part. There's only so much that God will privy us to based on whatever reason, right? It could be the time and the season that we're in is because of maybe where we are in our spiritual walk or maybe where we are. And, and truthfully, here's the thing. I appreciate how God does not tell us everything, reveal everything, because if we knew and revealed everything, we would collapse. We really would. If we saw everything that everything that's happening in the world and in the spirit realm as well, child, we couldn't handle it. Not as human creations. So it's so for me, I'm glad that he only gives us what we need, right? Even with knowledge and his wisdom, even though, yes, we are to continue to seek his knowledge and wisdom, yearn for it, desire it. I'm talking about get into your word, pray, God, give me your knowledge, give me your wisdom. I am a believer. If you haven't listened to me for any time now, you have heard me speak over and over and over and over about the importance of asking for Godly wisdom, ask for God's wisdom. Ask for his understanding and his knowledge. Teach me, O oh Lord, how to implement this word. Teach me, O oh Lord, how to walk in your way. Teach me, Lord, how to be your example. But the humility of who we are, and I believe it was Peter who said, no, Paul, excuse me, he said, I basically, I don't look at myself higher than what I am or, or lower than what I am. He see, we have to see each, ourselves exactly where we are. We don't deal with no low self-esteem, nor are we walking around arrogant and all over the place, but we see exactly where we are like, oh my goodness, I'm an amazing human being. But I thank God for the grace of God because my grandmother used to say this, I thank God for his grace because there go I. Basically, if it was not for the grace and the mercy of God, that could have been me, right? And when we look at people and we judge them and we judge their decisions and their lives, one uh, this pastor that we were under, Pastor Kearney, 
in uh, Snellville, Georgia, Georgia, really great pastor. He talked about that. He preached this message and he was coming from um, various scriptures, but he preached about how we look at people like, oh, I can't believe that she's this. I can't believe that he's that or whatever. That could have been you don't know what God spared you from. Because what they may have encountered could have taken you out. We don't you don't know what the prayers have been spoken over your life. The generation before my sister speaks often about um, spiritual inheritance, because a lot of times we do in the body of Christ, we do focus on spiritual curses. But what about the spiritual inheritance? You know, we have the songs I got. I had a a praying grandma. So all these things about a praying grandmother, a praying grandfather, a praying mother and father, people who prayed over all of us even before. I'm, I have faith that somewhere in my uh, ancestry line said, honey, God bless my children's 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 children. Because I know I pray that I pray. I said, God bless my I pray for my children's spouses. Now they are nowhere near ready to be somebody's wife or husband. Why? Because they are children, literally minors. But I pray for them and I pray for my children's children. I pray for my children's children, the generations that will come after me. And I have hope and faith that his spirit and his will guide and protect and certain things. I said, this will need not be a part of my bloodline. Some of y'all need to go ahead and start speaking what will not be a part of your bloodline. Some of you all need to start speaking that foolishness that was passed down to me. It stops with me and it will not go to any other person after me, not in my bloodline. Absolutely not. We have to have that authority in God. But how do we have that authority in God? Because I'm spending the time with him. I am making the time with God and resting in his word. I am resting in what he has spoken. I am resting in the truth of resting in the arms of my fathers. Genesis 2. One, uh, let's read Genesis two, one, two, and three. Thus, this is the King James version. Thus, uh, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. He rested on the seventh day for all of his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested for all his work, which God created and made. So that is Genesis two, one through three. And if you want to know about the creations and the various days when God created the heavens and earth and what was going on during each day, I uh, please, please, please do a beautiful deep dive on Genesis one. This is the first, this is for all my, because I never want to assume that people just know the word of God. Um, so this is for all of my new people, people who are new to the faith, or they are curious about God. You want to know about how everything was made. Go ahead and read Genesis one. Beautiful. But in that Genesis two, it says on the seventh day, God rested. Now, what does rest look like to God versus us child? I don't know. Chilling. He was like, I, you know, this is what I assume. <laughs> this is what I assume. Like, okay, I'm good. I don't have these wonderful things. I have rested. And I'm thinking about this 24-hour cycle that we have created here on earth. We have the 24-hour news cycle. We have 
internet and it's interesting to see. I'm I'm kind of when I, I'm a put a strong emphasis on kind of, but I'm kind of a history nerd. I love to watch when things were created, how it was created, what was happening ancient. When I say ancient times, I'm talking about prehistoric times. And I love to see how the human, how humans have uh, evolved and created things over the years. And one of the things they talked about was the 24 hour news cycle. I believe that came around in the seventies because before then a lot of the stuff and a lot of the channels, even before then it would turn off for me being a kid uh, growing up in the eighties and nineties. I remember certain channels after a certain point, that stuff will be off straight static all night and then you will wake up to some Christian song or someone preaching real hard first thing in the morning I guess they will let you know hey it's time to get up especially (laughs) some of you all remember that they will tell you time to get up but we have turned into this 24-hour cycle to where we have access to information entertainment news all of these things on us all the time. Let it be streaming. Let it be on our phones. Let it be our tablets, laptop, TV, whatever it is. It is always something keeping our time. And I wonder, have we taken the time out to really understand where our time is going? God has designed us to rest. So, you know, some of us are like, you know, I get my rest at night. But have we taken the time out throughout the week to where saying, I'm going to rest just to relax, to be thankful. And here's the thing that it says in there. God looked at what he created and said it was good. How often have you looked at your week and said, God, I thank you for this week. It was good. Even in some things that maybe you have messed up on or maybe some things that you have gone through. And I know we'll say, oh, this one was a tough one. This one was going to be, I didn't know it was going to be rough. But I understand now when the older saints would say, I thank God. I thank God for another day. I thank God for the job that I have, even if they didn't like the job. I thank God because they understood that that job took care of their family, took care of their bills. It provided on a financial level for them to live a life of some form of peace, right? But resting is in God is a part of your time structure. As we make time for our family, our friends, our entertainment, self-care. I know self-care is a big one that has been uh, really become popular over the past few years, which is great. But I do cautious, I, I do caution us with anything else in life to make sure that we are putting everything in the right perspective. Because you don't want to go too heavy on the self-care in order you want to go on the opposite uh, spectrum to where you're not taking care of yourself. Just like with parenting, you don't want to go too far where you're that helicopter parent or your kids or your world and everything like that. Or you're the parent to where you can care less what your kids are. And you're like, you're that parent where you walking around in the grocery store and your five-year-old is somewhere running amok. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like we want to have the balance, but that balance comes through spending time with God. We have direct access, basically the cheat code for life as believers. 
You know, everyone's saying nowadays, I'm not going to be a gatekeeper. Why are you being the gatekeeper for peace? Tell them about Jesus. Why are you being a gatekeeper about joy? Tell them about Jesus. Don't be a gatekeeper for everything that we as humans need to live a full life. That is through Christ. But maybe some of us, are not doing the witnesses. We're not on our mission, the great commission, which is to go go out and get the word of God out to all the nations and baptize. Some of us are not doing that because maybe we're not spending enough time with God. We're not resting in his presence, right? Oh my goodness. Have you ever just stopped to rest in God? No, no, no. I'm talking about real talk rest. You lay down or you're on your knees and you're praying instead of you telling the Lord about your desires or whatever is on your heart or whatever is, you know, your day was, whatever it is. You just listened and imagine yourself resting on your father. And for some of us, that is challenging. For some of our brother and sisters in Christ, that's challenging because maybe you didn't have a great relationship with your biological father, your earthly father. So for you to imagine yourself resting, because rest is a form of trust at the end of the day. You can sit and rest on your chair because you trust that it's going to hold you up. It's a form of trust. And I know I have simplified and I don't ever want us to make God seem like he is a chair, but I just wanted to make that simple analogy. But I know it is easier to trust something that you see versus something that you do not see, right? This is why we have Christ, who is our example of an invisible God. This is why we are supposed to read about him, study about him, do a deep dive, like become so hungry and thirsty and curious about your savior. Spend time with God. Now, how you spend time with God, that is up to you. But I am, I, I really do. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I want you to really have a tr real talk with yourself. And some of the things that maybe you are worrying about, things that you don't have faith in or, you know, some of these conversations that you want to talk about, you see how other people, because yeah, I, I want people to understand this. When we see people have conversations with other people about the Bible and being well-versed in the word of God, and I'm a believer, please only speak about things that you have studied. Please speak about things that God has given you wisdom on. And then in that point, just say, I don't know, or I have a question about this. One of a huge problem that is within the church that I have seen, and this is across the board, the church that I have experienced. Once again, this is not about race or uh, ethnicity because the Lord has graced us to go to different church that are majority white, uh, majority black, or they're a combination or whatever. But either way, you see this mindset of, as a believer, I need to have all the answers. No, you don't. One of the most refreshing things that we can do as believers and say, you know, I don't know that. Someone asked you a question about God. I don't know that. And then hopefully that when someone asks you something, it gives you the encouragement to go study about what they just asked. 
Some of the things that we are limiting ourselves on or we are not experiencing because we do not spend time with him. We have not said, God, what you have given me this week, I'm resting and it is good. What I've done on today, I am going to rest in you and it is good. Just spend time meditating on him and his presence. Meditating on his word day and night. Meditating. And I challenge you every night. Just take some time. However much time that's between you and God. However much time that is between you and God. But take some time to be intentional. When I say intentional, I'm talking about uh, let your family know, hey, I'm about to spend some time with God. I need to rest with my father. If you got to tell your children that spouse, that roommates, family, whoever you live with, if you got to go take your dog for a walk, make sure your cat is fed, whatever. Do what you need to do. Hey, 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 hey. I got to spend time with my savior. Do it in a very calm voice. I need to go spend time with my God. Because you have spent time with everything else. You have given your job your time, your family your time. You have given social media your time. You have, and this is not about, and this, and I want to make this clear. This is not about making someone feel guilty about how they use your time. Now, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you about how you're using your time, you need to really, really pray and reflect on that. Because some of the things that we are praying for and seeking for, it is because God is asking us to be good stewards over our time. A lot of times in the body of Christ, when we talk about stewardship, we always go straight to finances. But I promise you, time is far more valuable than money. Because money you cannot take with the grave to the grave child. You can't take it. There's too many people that work in nursing homes and they talk about the regrets that the elderly have. I wish I would have spent more time with my children. I wish I would have done this. They may have accumulated so much wealth. No one on their deathbed is saying, dog, I should have had that million dollar deal. But they look and see, have I done what I was supposed to do with my life? And as believers, God has given us a beautiful opportunity where he's telling us, do not worry for tomorrow. Because tomorrow will have its worries on its own. I believe that's found in Matthews. But if I can just focus, this is me paraphrasing, but if I just can focus on today. So at the end of the night, say, God, I am resting in you. I want to say thank you. I'm not going to wait until the end of the week. I want to say thank you. I want to spend this time with you and rest and knowing I have done what you have called me to do on today. And open your hearts and mind to hear the Holy Spirit say, hey, you know how you handled that situation earlier? That wasn't of me. You know how I told you to get up and do this? You can't do that anymore. Open your heart for your heavenly father to correct you, but you have to spend time with him. And that time, and I, I want to make this clear, is more about resting and trusting and relying on your heavenly father to guide you along the way to speak to you along the way, to give you the scriptures that you need to meditate on. I am a believer of planning things out, plan your study time with the Lord, plan all these things, but you have to open yourself to the flow of the Holy Spirit. I was talking to a really good friend of mine. I'm so glad her and I had the chance to catch up. And she said to me, I was talking to her about something 
oh, about this, the stuff with the podcast and some other things. And so she said, and I, I told her and I said, well, you know, I just have to push. At the end of the day, I just have to push, push, push myself to do it. And she was like, Jen, why do you have to push? Why can't you just flow? Just flow. Just flow with God. Flow and know that the Holy Spirit is guiding you. And I was like, dang, she's right. Because truthfully, when I said that I have to push, I literally felt a spiritual resistance. Why? Because I was speaking it. But if I'm saying, God, I want to flow with your presence, that means I have to rest with you. That means I am spending time with you throughout the day. In the midst of a meeting, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm saying, Holy Ghost, I invite you in. In this second, only thing, let me tell you this, with God, we just have to give him a moment because his time is not our time. But God, if I just can give you a moment, in that moment of frustration, you say, God, I invite you in. Let me rest with you. Because when you created me, God, you said it was good. When you created this earth, I know we have jacked up this earth, but you said it was good. Lord, I need to feel your goodness in this moment. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling all these things that I don't want to let rest and consume me. God, I want your Holy Spirit. Take those moments with God. Be intentional. And he knows your heart. He knows what you really want. He knows if you're in that car, you're like, oh, I didn't pray to the Lord today. You're like, okay, God, let me talk to you real quick. He knows if you really want to hear him or if you don't. So you have to make up in your mind and your heart. That you want to spend time with your father. You want to rest in him. God, teach me how to trust you. And the more and more you rest in him, the more and more you will find that peace and joy will come into your life. You will find that now you begin to actually spend your physical time, the 24-hour cycle that we have here on earth, you begin to uh, spend that wisely. You begin to realize that, "Mm, I can't spend this much time on social media. And you don't knock other people. Let me tell you this. People who really begin to flow, this is just my opinion. People who really begin to, I feel, flow in God and are led by the Holy Spirit and what they do under the humility and the love of God. Child, they they don't worry themselves about what other people do. They really don't. They pray for them. But if God tells you to go down to an hour, and this is just an example, an hour on social media a day. They don't, you don't sit here and start saying, you know what? Uh, everybody need to be an hour. You make your whole family go down to an hour. You start preaching it on Sundays and, and teaching it on the Bible study. Everybody needed to have an hour with the, uh, on social media. We're spending too much. No, 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 no. Those who have heard it and allowed it to penetrate their heart, they see this is a me thing. This is what Conquer Me is about. For you to look at yourself first. For the Holy Ghost to take hold of you first. 
for you to rest in your father and understand so that now I can walk in the wisdom of the Lord when I share my testimony, when I when he allows me to encounter someone who needs to hear something of something I have experienced and I can put scriptural truth behind it. Right. When I spend time with God, I am now asking him to really, really, really mature me, but also allow me to reflect him. Spend time with your father. Whatever that is. A moment is legit an eternity with God. The moment you got saved and you said, Lord, come into my life. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart. Honey, it was in that moment of that decision you now have eternal life. That moment, that split second, eternal life. God's time is not our time. Continue to give him free access to your time, to your moments throughout the day, throughout the night. And I want you to have time to where you are intentional of saying, Lord, it's going to be me and you right now. Put your favorite worship music on. Lay the word of God out. Tell everyone, hey, shush time, shush time, shush time, please. I need to, I need to spend time with our father. A moment is that's all God wants. And that's what he needs. If we give him a moment, what can he do? Child. But God can. Let me tell you. When you read the word of God and you see the word and suddenly and suddenly that stuff always blows my mind. I'm like, what? In that moment, things change in that moment. Here comes the rain in that moment. God, let me not ever forsake a moment with you. I hope you I hope you have learned something. I hope you have gained something. That is my prayer. My prayer is. Legit, and I'm so serious, y'all. My prayer is to be number number one to speak the things that God has called me to speak, for me to be a student of His, for me to be humble in His presence, and for me to always remember number one, it is not about me, but about God Himself. It is Christ who died for us. It is Christ because the moment we say yes to him and that he died for us, now we have given him our lives. And I always want people to know there is joy in serving God. There are so many great possibilities. We don't have to be miserable. We don't have to be whatever examples that you see of uh, quote unquote Christians that you feel that is not right. You don't have to be that. You don't. You legit don't. Now, I will say this, if whatever is triggering you, uh, please take that to the Lord in prayer. Ask the Lord to reveal any root, any issue, any problems that you have maybe encountered, a situation that you may have encountered that have made you feel this way, right? So don't just automatically dismiss someone else, but ask God to search you. Say, God, this thing irritates me. What is that about? Now, some of it is, it is because you see the sin. You see the uh, you see how the, the demonic uh, hold over people's lives. So but once you see that, it's not for you to go and run and, and go gossip. It is for now for you to go pray, go pray for that person. 
and ask the Lord, okay, God, am I just supposed to pray? Or do you want me to uh, uh, restore my brother and sister? Do What do you want me to do? But number one, I know one, one thing that we all need to do is pray for one another, including ourselves, right? Pray that we become his beautiful reflection here on earth. I want you all to continue to pray for me that I grow in God, that I am the woman of God that he calls me to be, that I continue to do the things he's called me to do. And I'm continuing to pray for you all. Spend time with God. Spend time with God. He gets it. Sometimes our days run longer than what it is. You may have planned like, oh, God, I'm going to spend a good hour with you. And you get to your bed and you're so exhausted. There have been times I had to literally roll myself out. Because I was just tired. I've been going, 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 just taking care of my family, taking care of the business stuff, taking care of this and this, da, 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 all of these things. And I just said, Lord, I just want to spend time with you. I just want to hear you. I thank you for this day. So, God, we thank you for this time that you have graced all of us to spend together. God, you know each and every individual that is listening to this podcast right now, and you know what their specific situation is. God, you know what their structure of their day looks like. You know any issues or challenges that they may face throughout the day. God, I ask that you begin to prick their hearts so they may desire to spend more moments with you. You can do a lot in a moment. You can speak a word to us that can change our entire perspective. You can give us a song or a scripture or remind us of something that was spoken years ago that will free us, free us from something that is trying to weigh us down, God. You can give us that time in a moment that will reignite our fire, God so that we may do the things that you have called us to do, so that we may study your word more and more. We may go ahead and link up and connect with other believers that will keep us sharpened in your word. And God, I thank you. God, I thank you for those right now who want to spend eternity with you. They're like, I'm not saved, but I want to be saved. God, I ask that you begin to minister to them right now. And those of you who want to be saved and you're like, I want to spend more time with God here on earth. I want to make sure that I know it's him. I want to make sure I know I am hearing his voice. That when I study the word of God, I feel his presence as well. But most of all, I want to spend eternity with my savior. Repeat after me. I want you to say these words and I want you to believe it in your heart. Lord, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and you rose just for me. Lord, I thank you for being my savior. If that is what you said, that's it. You are saved. We are rejoicing. We are clapping. We are excited. Please get into a good church home. Find a group of people that you can surround yourself with. Get into the word of God. Get into, find some great Christian music. Find some great resources. Give yourself grace and patience to grow within him because we are all growing. We are all learning. No one has arrived in God. We are all growing and we are all learning. I hope that you all have a wonderful day and I will speak to you next week.